Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Always Games TV show. The date is the 7th of January 2016 and is actually episode 5 of the Always Games TV show, even though we've had a slight hiatus. Uh, I think the last one we did was... I think it was January last year. January, January last year? <laughs> it's been a little while. A slight while. I'm Roger Knowles and welcome to the show. I am joined by the one and only Mark Stevens. Hello. Hello, how are we doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, yeah, it has been a little while. <laughs> I think the last one me and you did together was um, Halloween of 2014. Yeah. Obviously 2014 probably sounds right. <laughs> a little while ago, a little while ago. Um, also joined by Tom Simpson. Hiya. Hello, 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 how are we? Yeah, not bad, thank not you. Bad. Um, and also, got bad Hello, happy new year to all. Happy new year to you, we've got a full team. And just don't want to break the laws of physics, but... <laughs> That's an invasion of uh, I've just stretched there. across town. You've <laughs> <laughs> seen see uh, Luke smiling quite, uh, thinking me see me disappearing off screen like that. Anyway. You know, I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> uh, Tom has left. <laughs> it's only worrying, Tom, when you get the hand coming upwards on your screen. <laughs> yeah, here we go, going down. Wow. <laughs> and we're there already in 2016. <laughs> uh, and of course, like I said before, this is episode five. So it has been a little while since we've been on. Uh, but to introduce ourselves back into the Always Games TV show and get ourselves into 2016, I thought we'd give ourselves a bit of a rundown individually of our games of last year, what our game of the year individually was, and then also running to our anticipated game for 2016. Now, there's been a hell of a lot of games come out this last year, and there's been a lot of games which have been delayed from this last year and now coming out this year. I'm trying to... Oh. Um, but, so we'll start with Mark Stevens. Mm -hmm. You're up first. You lost the rock, paper, scissors uh, before the show, so you're up first. Um, give us a rundown of your best game of 2015. Um, my best game of 2015 was a, an orthodox pick of Heroes of the Storm by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, have you guys played or know what that is? No. No. <laughs> That's fair. It's, it's big-ish, so I don't feel too bad on this one. It's not my usual Nintendo pick, so I'm, I'm up there okay this time. Admittedly, I'm saying that I, I, haven't, but I haven't really seen it. I've heard of it. Mm. But I haven't really seen any footage of it, in all honesty. Okay. Well, just for those who haven't played it or don't really know what it is overall, um, Heroes of the Storm is Blizzard Entertainment's hand at making a MOBA, which is the current big like eSports game at the moment, uh, or type of game, where it's a bit like RTS, but you've got five-on-five -five teams of people playing on like a, a point-and-click map but the idea is that you're working with your base against an enemy base and you've got your own like minions and stuff spawning and towers and things like that, but you control your hero with their own set of abilities and whatnot and basically you'll contest for XP items and whatever in MOBAs just to beat the other team and destroy their base. That's like the, mm. the general gist of a MOBA. Very popular ones at the moment like Dawn of the Ancients 2, um, League of Legends, Smite, things like that. You know, They all kind of have their own spin on it. Um, but Heroes of the Storm is a bit of a simpler one. So the idea behind it is that every Blizzard character ideally could be in this game. So, so even ones from World of Warcraft and everything like that could be brought across into yes. this one? Yes. Oh, right. Because obviously with the new film coming out, obviously they're trying to build it, trying to get the World of Warcraft franchise into other areas. Mm. So it would be interesting if they try and brought it into the Heroes of the Storm. Now, obviously with uh, MOBAs, my reason why I don't think I've really even got into them is I'm actually quite intimidated by them. Okay. And I think like, League of Legends is obviously one of the ones which is like, and it seems so strategic in the way of approach that it almost overwhelms me a little bit. Mm. It's it's a very hard one to get into. I was talking to Tom earlier and saying that I only got into Heroes of the Storm because some of the guys who I um, go to a lot of Street Fighter tournaments with and whatnot and play with, they were really into it uh, for a time and I was like MOBAs, no, I can't be doing with that, not my cup of tea. And I was either ill or hurt my foot or something I had a week off work and they were all banging on about it all the time saying, oh you need to get on this I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll play then, how do I get into this now? And it was before it was released so it was during beta 
where you could get an invite to the to the beta to play it, or you could pay thirty quid to get a beta invite and unlock three of the characters. And I caved in and bought it because I was just like sat there. And I'm like, go on then, I'm here. Why not? And I managed to play it enough in that week that it was worth the thirty quid. I was happy enough, but it was crazy how like into the game you could get in that short period of time just because it's team-based. Like The thing that sets, I'm going to call it HOTS, just to shorten the name like uh, down, uh, the thing that makes HOTS different to other MOBAs is it's generally seen as like the easy one, so it's a bit shorter than other MOBAs because, just to bring it into context, a match on uh, Dota 2, so Dawn of the Ancients, can last up to an hour just for one game, depending on how well both teams are playing defensively or anything like that. Ideally, I don't think it should. I think you probably average down to about half an hour matches, but HOTS is always 20 mins or less because of the way it's kind of built. It can't really last any longer unless you literally all let go of your mouse and keyboard because <laughs> it's, it's just going to push automatically for you. Have you played then uh, League of Legends and Dota and things like that? I've played Dota, but I played them after I played HOTS, so I tried learning them, and they're a lot harder because I think, like you say, that's the hard part for MOBAs getting into them is that there's a lot there. Like I, I don't play real-time strategy games where like I was never big into... You know, Command and Conquer or Warcraft, Starcraft, anything like that. I've owned a few of them, but I've just never really kind of clicked with them. Like even the Civ games or anything like that, just not really my bag at the moment. But a lot of the people who play these generally do like those kind of games because they're they are that kind of strategic style of play. Like there's a skill element as well of like how quickly you can you know maneuver your characters around and stuff. But overall, it's more about teamwork and actually making a play on something so if you think constantly you've got uh, like five uh call them like forts or anything like that that constantly shoot enemies if they get near them uh, and you've always got spawning waves of any uh, like minions on your side and the same on the enemy side and if you don't do anything both sides of these waves will just fight each other in the middle neutral and nothing would happen as long as your team like kills some of their minions your minions will walk towards their fort they'll die but they'll keep attacking the fort, and over time, you know, they'll wear away at it. So the whole idea in the game is to kind of keep pushing, like, into their base and going there, but also not dying, because when you die, you've got, you give experience to the other team players and things like that, which obviously makes them stronger and you're going to struggle then, but also you're away from the game for a set period of time then, which gets longer as the game goes on. So one of the big parts of the game, which I absolutely love in HOTS, is team fights. So that's where, like, if the game was just team fights, I'd probably still play it because I like that kind of just team-based gameplay. So I know you were playing loads of, like, um, Rainbow Six recently and stuff like that, and team-based games are good because it's the idea of making the player, like, okay, you, you scout over there, I'm going to do this, and you set up the idea. In this, you've got, like, lanes where it's all happening. So you might say, right, you two go top, I'm going to go bottom, over two go mid, and then you keep your eye on your mini-map and you say, okay, wait, they're coming in there, they must be doing this. Let's sneak around and try and like do a pincer attack on them here and have a team fight and stuff. But all the different heroes have such crazy different abilities. Like, like you said, Warcraft heroes are in the game. So you've got like Jane of the Mage, uh, who's like doing all the spells and things. You've got Diablo, the Lord of Terror from the Diablo series and stuff. He's rocking in there. Or she, if it's the later game. Um, you've got a really old game. It's the only one that's like its own series of the Lost Vikings. I don't know if you ever played that for like the Mega Drive or anything, or the Atari. Ridiculous game, where you, but in this game you play as three characters pretty much, controlling them all on screen, and that's just like something, again, mental. All the StarCraft heroes are in there. And it just makes it really quite fun and interesting, but it's it's that kind of digestible match where it's not like CSGO or something like that, where it's literally the skill cap is so big that if you are bad, it's apparent, like, immediately. In this game, as long as you know the basics and you're not a hindrance, you can actually still quite get good at, like, playing the game. So I'm still worried that I won't be able to do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an Always Games TV one, and we'll get all, all five of us to play. So we'll get Carlin or crap. <laughs> <laughs> so when did, when did that actually release then? At June this year. That June. came out officially. So, no, I've got to talk about it is if it is okay for people to sort of be able to get into who are not having any previous experience with MOBAs and things like that, I probably would be interested to take a go. It's just literally, it's getting over that sort of hurdle to mm. do it. And it's sort of that, it, 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 literally it's like League of Legends and Smite and things like that, which is just really, 
people are really into it and they're really good at it. And I just find that I just I don't know if I'm. It's sort of like that worry of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. I don't want to show myself up. But um, all right, no, I might actually have to take a look at that in 2016. And if it's one which is uh, uh, newbie friendly, <laughs> it's all free to play. Everything mm. in that game you can unlock just from playing it more. There's nothing other than like skins and stuff like that that's actually behind a pay barrier. So. It's very easy for anyone to pick up and just give it a go, even if you don't like it. You can just download it. Oh, it's free to, uh, and you pay thirty pound for the bear. Yeah, <laughs> I got free heroes. Hey, I'm not judging. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, no, no worries. Okay, <laughs> you get some free stuff with that then. I got free heroes and free costumes, and they're not very good. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's great, because then shortly afterwards, a friend of mine who was playing it got their email saying, here's two free passes, invite someone to the game. And I'm like, oh, oh. that'd have been great a week ago. Back then, that was the big thing. Like That was the same time that I think like the... I think it might have been the Super Smash Brothers like um, demo was out. And this was a time when everyone who got codes for anything... They never played them. They just sold them. People play stupid money, like beta codes for um, Street Fighter V. It's like 50 quid for for something you got for free to trial for a day. Well, I'm still waiting for my Doom beta, which I bought oh, yeah. when I got Wolfenstein. So God. I'll sell you it if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's a good that deal. good for you, sir, when I get it. <laughs> and we know how to get some money out of my Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, Heroes of the Storm. Matt Stevens. Game of 2015. Yeah. Over to. Oh, there we go. Hello there. Hello. Hello. So, game of 2015 for you, sir. Game of 2015 mm-hmm. is going to be Witcher 3. So, um, I were new to the franchise. I've not played the previous ones. So, it was completely different. Didn't really know what to expect too much of it. It was, it was very close. I did enjoy Dying Light. Um, However, I think a lot of people forget that it actually came out in 2015 because it came out so early that I think it was kind of the situation was that I think people just literally forgot about it because so much came out much later on in the year. Yeah, but Witcher for me just had everything in it and it, it a bit of a corny one, but it's the game that keeps on giving. It's like the, even the expansion pack to it, it's made me want to pick it all up again mm-hmm. and start from fresh and just kick on with it. Just fantastic experience. Didn't I played it hours on end, didn't really put the controller down when I was playing it, and that to me is obviously a sign of a fantastic game, really. Also, with The Witcher, I think I got used to a little bit of um, like Batman Arkham Asylum and uh, Far Cry and Watch Dogs. Was the, oh, their style of open world uh, was pretty much Ubisoft and stuff, but um, is the, the map is closed off to you, and then certain sections... To unlock those, you have to go find a tower or some form of point, do something there which then would unlock all the missions in that area, and it was slowly... So then the map would then eventually unlock as you went around, but you pretty much did exactly the same thing. But with Witcher 3, it was all open to you. Yeah. And it kind of... It was... it just And you would explore that steadily, and it was a big map, but you would find that you'd actually go into those areas much more just by your own curiosity and doing missions and things like that. Yeah. And it sort of unlocked the map in a much organic way yeah. whereas I found with like some of the other games it just Assassin's Creed for one as well like you go up and you do the eagle vision and it unlocks a certain section of the map and you just feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over again but you are right The Witcher 3 just literally just I think it just got it right it felt very natural it just flowed really yeah. really nice it got to my the point where I was playing side quests and I would I didn't actually know if I was on the main mission or because they were so large the side quests and I was going off doing those, that you think, wow, I've done hours of gameplay, and it's just a little tick of the box, but can you go back to the main quest now, because you've just scratched the surface of this game? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fantastic game for me. Really, really enjoyed it. Cool. Well, 2015 game for Luke Gocher, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. And now, Chris, have you played the DLC? Yes. Yes. See, I bought it last week, but uh, a few weeks before that, I'd started the Game Plus mode, not realising you have to be at level 30 on the normal mode to play the DLC. You play the game plus mode, you have to be level 16. <laughs> I'm um, like, ah, another 8 hours, 10 hours of gameplay to wait till I play that <laughs> DLC. That's going to be amazing when I get to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, for myself, um, again, it is Witcher 3. It's, I started the year, like you say, with uh, Dying Light. 
thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a uh, Mirror's Edge sort of style of gameplay, but with zombies, which makes it even better. And when I, I played Witcher 1, and I played a bit of Witcher 2, and so when Witcher 3 came out, I didn't pre-order it or anything. I didn't even get it on day of launch. Uh, eventually, after about a week, I went and got it. And thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the story, uh, how it flowed. Like I said before, the the, the open worldness just flows really, really organically. But after, even after I'd completed it, I still felt like, oh, not to worry, because I've still got Metal Gear Solid to wait for. Oh, Metal Gear Solid's on the horizon. Battlefront's on the horizon. You know, oh, Witch Through is good, but wait till, wait till they come out. That's going to be amazing. And then Metal Gear Solid came out. Good game. Really good. Fantastic open world. Works really well. I personally don't think it's finished. It came out. The story was poor. I never completed it. I never complete, I've completed every single Metal Gear Solid that's come out. Even the Metal Gear Solid Acid on Game Boy Color or something like that. Uh, Acid was PSP. It was PSP. PSP even, sorry, yeah. Um, and then it was the Gaiden one on Game Boy Color as well. I think it was called Metal Gear Gaiden. Yeah, I think so. That was the Game Boy Color. Even completed those ones. So, And they weren't amazing. <laughs> and I got about halfway through, I think, on Metal Gear um, Phantom Pain. I got bored. I was so bored. It was good. It, the gameplay worked really well. Getting into bases and out of bases, choosing your own path. I'd look, I'm still going to go back to it and play it again. <laughs> but what disappointed me with the story, I... It, it forces you to replay missions that you've already done. Um, you could tell at the end that they'd been rushed by Konami to get it out the door. It was just a disappointment. And I probably will eventually go back and complete it, but it kind of left a massive bitter taste, which just... and So then at that point, once I completed it, I went, oh, not to worry, Battlefront's on the horizon. It's nearly here. Yay! Play Star Wars Battlefront. Great game. Really good. Visually amazing. Just no comment. <laughs> which is a little bit of a disappointment uh, great game, works really well Star Wars, love it, sound effects, music wonderful game I just wish there was more of it do you um, think they rushed it with the like film and everything coming up And do you think it was a bit of a we've got to push this forward and get probably, it out probably. like I a think, cash grab hmm, say again? like a uh, cash grab yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think they seem to have a quick development time have you seen very... the um, season pass as well <laughs> Yeah, was it sixty quid or something for that? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to pay one hundred and ten pounds in total for a video game? If I got early access, what costumes do you get though? Well, this is it. You know, do I get do I the white Verdicare for this time? It's like customization for like full customization for your character. Beard, no beard. You're like sixteen. Okay, a woman with hair in ponytail, hair in bun. It's like. Not really customized. It was so poor, so poorly done. The gameplay is real. I enjoy it. I really enjoy the gameplay. I, I love the Walker Assault on Hoth. Amazing gameplay. I, I I enjoy it for short rounds. If I play two or three rounds, come <laughs> off done, and then play it with Tom, and then Tom gets really really angry. Don't you? And then and then yeah. uh, I don't like it. And then what was the insult <laughs> you were shouting out across? If someone shoots me again, I'm going to rip their eyebrows off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I, but I can see the frustration there, especially because, like yourself, Tom, you're much more—I'd say more of a Twitch-based shooter. You're very good at Call of Duty. Uh, no, I'm not. You're I went really on Call of Duty a while ago, and I was so bad. You're much better than me, but it's I'm not. Of, it's more the casuals first-person shooter. I like I'd Siege. The Siege is good. Siege is really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's more what I say, Battlefront. It's more the it's just that more, it's more made for the wider audience it's good for dropping in dropping out it's not very good for squad based it would be better if they introduced more of a squad based system and be more tactical that would be amazing but it just doesn't work the one thing that Rainbow Six Siege did done really well is that you clicked Q and then it puts everybody in the same queue so then it fills up the matches but the problem is further down the line with Battlefront is there's so many different options and different modes that you can play it's going to thin out the player base, which eventually means that you're going to be waiting in a queue all the time, just clicking over. So I love how we've moved from game of the year to the game I hate the most of 2015. <laughs> it's my most disappointed <laughs> yeah. of the year. So, um, hang on, back to Witcher 3. What were you? But yeah, sorry. So, that? coming back to that, so then it was like I eventually sat down and thought, well, what was my game of the year? And it was like, well, it was the game of the year was the one I was actually least excited to play, or AAA game that I was least excited to play. 
and sort of got it because I was, they want a lot out. So I was like, uh-huh. and it ended up around that actually, which I think was absolutely fantastic. It was, it was, it's sort of, it made me go back to watch like Lord of the Rings again, uh, that fantasy based mm. world. Uh, the combat in it is fantastic. It's very fluid. Um, a little bit glitchy on occasions. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> fun though. <laughs> like, yeah, some fun moments. Some brilliant there. screenshots taken on that game. My horse just like plowed into a mountain at one point. I don't um, but yeah, it's it's a good game. Um, yeah, so my game of the year for 2015 has to be Witcher Three Wild Hunt, and eventually I will get around to the DLC <laughs> someday when I hit level sixty. Um, so over to you, Tom. What is your game? <laughs> My game of the year caught me a bit by surprise, actually. I thought it was going to be Fallout 4 all the way. Um, because It's brilliant. Yeah. But really, it's Tales from the Borderlands, or Tales of the Borderlands. Tales, Tales, the... Tales, Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> it's one, one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it had Telltales in it, and it was Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like watching a film, but an interactive film. Um, it's not much gameplay, but it is so entertaining, and I really, really enjoyed it for the story mainly, um, which a lot of these modern games are missing, like Siege, Battlefront. Uh, missing the, uh, so, the single-player aspect of it. So, have you played um, any of the? Yeah, have you played? <laughs> that's just generally across the board storyline. It's like they just need a story, uh, which is good. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. So, have you played any of the previous Telltale games? Uh, I played like one episode of The Walking Dead, but it didn't really. It did. I did like it, but I kind of got stuck. I think somewhere I can't remember how or why. Um, it might have glitched, and then uh, anyway. So that's about it, really. I haven't really tried any of the others. So what brought you to play the Telltales of the Borderlands? Then? I like Borderlands. <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> but no, the story's I've, great. There's I've, you yeah, basically play as two main characters. Now you, Which is, you played uh, Game of Thrones. I've, I've played all their franchises, but Borderlands, I was just about to add uh, to that, that's, that's the only one that I've only played two episodes of, and I've still not finished it. Like I, I've not had the urge to pick it back up and go after it, whereas, like Raj said, Game of Thrones done, Walking Dead 1 and 2 done. I was even going to say, I've, I wanted to do Until Dawn, which is similar, obviously not the same, but similar, where it's very... You're sort of watching, and you're sort of a viewer rather than an actual gamer for a lot of it. But I enjoyed that more. But I think by the sounds of things, I, I need to probably get back onto Borderlands for like more of the humor-based mm. stuff of it. Well, yeah, Until Dawn was much more serious. It's like it was very heavy rain esque and uh, Beyond Two Souls, Mark. You had I... heavy rain already. <laughs> yeah, you knew I was going straight away. That is press X to Jason. Jason, yeah, Jason. I say I did try um, the Game of Thrones one, but I only got about halfway through the first episode, and I didn't really get into it. It's the disappointing. Episode you want? It's (laughs) it's really disappointing. Now I've finished it, I was expecting a lot more, a lot more. So for somebody who hasn't played like the Borderlands, like previous first-person shooters. How did you need to have played those to get into the Telltale version? Because I've got the game of Telltale, I just haven't really sort of played it. Uh, you, no, well, a lot, hmm, sort of. It'd help. You don't have to, but it would help because a lot of the characters, in fact, most of them are actually in the previous games. Um, there's characters from all three previous games actually until till. Do you find games references back to situations that have happened before? Then? Oh yeah, <laughs> hmm. um, I think it's set just after Borderlands Two actually. Um, I can't really go into it without sort of spoiling the story, but because it, it is that's very one of the good. hardest things with the Telltale games. It's very story-driven games. Is like you want to give like examples of certain areas of what were amazing. I just remember the fake shooting bit that was good. I remember <laughs> so you showing me the video of that. That was freaking awesome. That was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, it's really hard to explain and sort of give context to these games without actually ruining an aspect yeah, of the story. That's all um, it is: is story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with it is. slight it's, interaction. Um, uh, oh, well, there's lots of diverging paths that you can take as well. It's not all like uh, one path, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting but... to see where they go now, because obviously they've tied up Borderlands, they've tied up uh, Game of Thrones. Did they say they were going to do a DC? Actually, they're doing, um, aren't they doing um, 
Minecraft. Minecraft's on Epic. Yes. Minecraft. Yeah, God, I forgot all about that. Oh, no. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. <laughs> it's been going. I actually was looking on the Steam sale and I thought, wait, it's on episode two or three now. And I watched the trailer and I was like, "How? I don't know how you can string together a story out of this. It, no. It's going to appeal to someone. But yeah, that, that is one surprise. What I was actually quite shocked that Luke didn't choose Minecraft for PS4. <laughs> well, for my looking forward to in 2016. It's when I went around to your house the other night and it was just on the kitchen table. And I'm like, you still freaking got it. No, it's actually sold. <laughs> it's all, oh, I've sold Minecraft. Ah. Apps, I, wait, how did uh, you have Minecraft? Thing. It came with the PS4. <laughs> It came with the box. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all like to experiment. <laughs> that was an experiment that went seriously wrong. Punching that, trees. That, off. that got 10 minutes in my PlayStation, and that includes the loading time and the inst- installation. I got to admit, it's not the sort of game that I can imagine you playing. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's good, though. I like it. I like Minecraft. It's good. Each to their own, eh? <laughs> hey, Telltale will be really good for you. <laughs> Anywho, so for your game of 2015, Tom Simpson, Borderlands, tell, Tales of Borderlands, tell, t- yep. did I get tile again? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a Fallout 4? I'm going to stick with Borderlands. <laughs> That'll be the title of your section for Game of the Year, Tom Simpson, not Fallout 4. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> so why, actually, that's interesting. Why not Fallout 4? Why haven't you gone with that? Because you're a big Fallout 4 guy. You know, you love your Fallout 3. You're really excited for Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a choice on that matter. Well, I do. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> I don't know. I there's something about Borderlands that I preferred. Is it because but... Fallout Four is very similar to Fallout Three, whereas Tales from the Borderlands is something actually like new for you this year? It could be. Yeah, I've not really played anything like Tales from the Borderlands, and Fallout Four is a massive upgrade, but it is similar gameplay. If that makes sense. Mm. I have to admit, Fallout 4 is good. Oh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I haven't really completed much of it, but I've got about 10 hours in, something like that. I've um, completed one of the uh, story arcs. Um, how many hours have you got in it again? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> how much? Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen your work. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's kind of... It, with Fallout 4, like, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there, Mark. It's very much like Fallout 3. Better than Fallout 3, but just more. It's and, missing stuff as well from Fallout 3. Um, yeah, I don't really notice anything missing. It's more like the aspect of it where they were like saying that something new, build your own settlements. I find it so frustrating. You don't have to do it, but it's when you're like, I'm a bit OCD, so when you put a plank down and you put another plank down, then it starts like then eventually floating off into midair because it's not a level ground. I'm like, just create a Sims-style building system for the construction, where it's a bird's-eye view looking down, everything like that. Um, that would be You're so doing it wrong. But then, <laughs> but then you'd want a flattened landscape as well, would you? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like in That'd my post-apocalyptic um, situation, I want diggers. <laughs> I want them, like, a full construction system, but quiet machinery. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're advanced, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and have full system going because you know, it's like we've got laser freaking guns, but we can't level out that freaking rock. <laughs> like, no, it's there forever. Yeah. You could try nuking it. It probably still wouldn't move, though, would it? <laughs> Everything else is gone. Everybody die, but it'd be like. <laughs> my steps are not level anyway so yeah for 2015 game of the year Tom Simpson is Telltale Telltale Games Tales of the Borderlands yeah yeah, I think so <sighs> try and say that too <laughs> fair when you're drunk um, so moving on to our most anticipated games for 2016 what we look forward to the most and why over to Mark. <laughs> That's I'm just scared. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, Simon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to video games because I like video games. I Thank like you. video games. Video games are very good. <laughs> um, it's good I'm because we're doing all games TV, Doug. It's helpful. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Persona 5. I assume we all are. <laughs> what, what, what is it? <laughs> and why have I not heard of it? <laughs> Wait a minute, is this five? <laughs> Persona I 5. I have heard of Persona. 
Uh, again, very much what I've said before, that it's another game that I've heard of, but not really played. Um, You've heard remind of Remind me? Okay. Persona 5 is the latest RPG of the um, Shin Megami Tensei Persona game series uh, by Atlas Games. Um, well, though, you didn't hesitate either. I'm really impressed by that. A massive weeb. Like <laughs> Japanese games. Um, and the newest one for PlayStation 5. 5? PlayStation 4. Do <laughs> oh, you know something we don't know about 2016? Get your VR headset on. Game of the Year 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Souls 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> two Souls, Two Furious. Um, <laughs> um, God, that game would be awful in VR. It'd just be Willem Dafoe's face. It's just... <laughs> um... It's it's an RPG game similar to like standard JRPGs where you do some dungeon exploring and enemies appear and you fight them in turn-based combat and you level up your party similar to like how Pokemon plays old Final Fantasy games stuff like that but the thing that made the Persona games different ever since Persona 3 for the PS2 is that they're set in the real world of like normally like Japanese teenagers um, where something happens. So each game is set on a different theme and the whole game story is based on this theme and there's a calendar. So it sounds really boring, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a full calendar where every day you live the life of the main character. So in Persona 3, you're a young lad who's just moved to this new like town, city, whatever in Japan, and you go into this new school, so it introduces you to the school, you go around there. But as you're going around town, for some reason at midnight, the clocks stop and everyone freezes and you see like people die. There's like this extra hour that happens for some reason in this town. And this extra hour is called something like the twilight hour or something like that. And it only happens at midnight for one hour. But if certain people are left out, they get killed by these like things that appear, but no one else can see them. Certain people have the ability to still move during the twilight hour. Funnily enough, you are one of these people. Uh, and you meet up with different people from the school who have like, set up this like, secret organization that's trying to um, like, stop it. But anyway, that's Persona 3. The, the main idea then is that every night you can choose to go into this tower and by the end of the year, you've got a year of gameplay to get to the top of this tower and stop whatever it is. Otherwise, it ends. At any point, if you miss a certain like checkpoint and the days pass then it's game over you have to like start again that's it so like your save file you you might be stuck on the same boss you'd have to beat that boss otherwise you're not getting past the checkpoint um but when i say year you can do things in your day so depending on the day of the week you have to do different things so you go to school so monday friday you're going to school and certain things will pop up and you've got stats like um charisma, intelligence, stuff like this. During class, no, I might ask you things <laughs> like, um, like, oh, you're in history. Um, it gets a bit boring. Do you want to go to sleep for a bit? You can say yeah, and you can rest up so that that night you won't be tired to go into the dungeon. But if mm. you don't sleep, your intelligence might have a chance of going up uh, because you might get asked questions and stuff like that. The whole wow. idea... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> very very in-depth, like... So how is this presented then? How is what's was it look like? Because like so many people have talked about Persona before, mm -hmm. and I just it's one of the sort of games where you know when you hear it and you go oh yeah, but you never I I've not paid attention to it at all. But I know it is super popular. So um, how is it presented like as a game format? It's probably like, people watching this now are like you don't know Persona. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I played other obscure games. I don't <laughs> talk about. Um, it's a third person normally fixed camera background kind of game so think back to have you ever played like any old playstation 1 playstation 2 rpgs at all like any of those ones and if not think i'm gonna go with resident evil is probably the quickest thing to like reference like that kind of fixed background and, yeah yeah you you move around them but there might be npcs around to talk to and carry on or whatever um but like, you can go to the school, you can go to after-school activities, you make friends. And the whole idea behind the game is this balance between what you can and can't do, use your real money to buy real things. Like There's like a weapon shop you'll go to where you might buy like 
fake training swords and stuff, but you'll use them to fight in the dungeon. And the reason it's called Persona is that in each game there's a theme as to why you can summon your Persona to fight for you. So when you go in the dungeon, um, which again is different in each game, um, the idea is that you're calling upon a different Persona of yourself to fight and to bring out your strength. So think like Pokemon, pretty much. It's that idea, but you can collect and level up these like different Personas and mix them together and whatever. But it becomes really interesting that different Personas have different... Um, I don't know what you call them in this one. It's got a weird name for it, like something like Zazzy, where they, they're linked to something. So like if something's under like the Stein of the Chariot, then that will only get stronger if you do social links that relate to the Chariot. So sports, for example. So if you join a club at the school, and if they ask you on those days, hey, it's basketball practice, do you want to come? By going there, you might upgrade your Chariot strength which means that if you summon a persona of that area, it gets stronger. But what makes it really interesting is that even if you cut out all the dungeon part, just talking to all these people and making these choices is like a telltale game. There's a lot of stuff happening there. Like You can get a girlfriend, you can do stuff, you can do whatever. But then you turn on his head and you've got all the RPG How does side. How character have time? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's like real life. No, look, I'm up to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sleeping during history, so sorry. This <laughs> is it. Well, you can only get certain girls if you've got enough intelligence. Depends on the girl. But it's Persona <laughs> 5. <laughs> the reason I'm excited for Persona 5 is it looks really nice on the PS4. Um, I've this not gonna, seen... It sounds like to me like a sort of game that's just, it's just quite a, a, a game which is a long period of time to play. Mm. You can spend a lot of hours, very much like, again, like with uh, Tom and his Fallout, like <clears> a long time of gameplay to invest into, like... So how when was when did the last one come out? Persona Four came out on the PS2, so they skipped the PS3. Skipped a generation entirely because they did Catherine for the PS3, which I know you've seen, Luke. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, Catherine was the puzzle-based game where you go into your really bizarre, strange story. one. Yeah, brilliant yeah. game. But they were kind of like testing the engine on the PS3, and Persona Five is coming out for the PS3, but it just had such a delay because they kind of cross-developed it for PS4, so I think they kind of pushed both of them back to early 2016. Mm-hmm. But um, in this one, your persona is meant to be some kind of like crime-fighting superhero thing. So when Now that sounds awesome. <laughs> in this, it looks like, because I don't know much about it, because they kind of keep it quite hidden on the trailers, um, you seem to turn into like this kind of like masked character with a cape, and you go around with your group of like friends that are also in the same ability, but you're actually doing some kind of like so the dungeon in this one is actually like some kind of like different buildings. You are almost trying to like sneak around and try and like you know like almost Batman around, but at the same time you'll fight things as well, and then you'll go back to Batmaning around. Then you'll go back to school. You'll get the train. You might do this. You might do that. And it's one of those kind of obsessive compulsive games where you're like. I'm just going to play an hour, and you'll sit there, and you're like, I need to do my homework and get my intelligence up, and you realise, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Don't worry. I, we, I think at some point we've all sort of been in those games where you're just like, it's just clicking up. You're enjoying it, though. It is good. It is fun. But it's like, I guess Pokemon is probably the most fun, which is probably related to me, where you just you delve in so much time into it. And it's like, well, if I just level up a little bit more, I can catch that one off. Yeah. It's just, it, you can't help, but you just want to push on just a little bit more each time as you're playing. Um, so, Persona 5, the 2000, do you know, when, is, when has it been released in 2016, do you know? Summer, it looks summer, like. Summer, summer. Uh, Persona 5 for Mark Stevens. So, over to Luke Gocha. Your anticipated game for 2016 is... Well, I had two, but I've gone with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, ooh. That's a good really... one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was going to be Horizon, just because I saw a little trailer of it, and it looked really cool that you've got future, future sort of robotic dinosaurs meets <laughs> caveman, cavewoman-esque, just... Silly, stupid caveman weapons, and it's like Ooh, that, that looks was really cool. Shown last year at E3, I believe. Yeah, uh, and that's all came out of nowhere because nobody was expecting it. It was the developers of Killzone mm. um, creating that game. So yeah, no, it's interesting to actually from to, that developer to step away from Killzone finally and L- actually get a chance to create a whole new IP. 
does it remind anyone of um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West? Yes, the art style yeah. is very much like that. <laughs> I haven't played that. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it. Um, I haven't played that. One. I am really, you know, hosting the video games like online show, and I haven't played any video. Ga- I do play video games. Honest. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, Horizon. It was. It looks different. It looks almost a blend between like numerous different games actually into one, like a little bit of almost a bit Assassin's Creed in certain elements, uh, especially with a lot of the cover base within the, uh, uh, the undergrowth and everything like that. And then I don't know what really to compare it to with the big ass robot dinosaurs, but that looks yeah, it does look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the No Man's Sky, well, it's just open world, constantly changing. It looks like something that I'll get on board with all my mates as well. Just enjoy it online yeah. it's just it looks so much fun bit crazy great art style to it as well i'd love just to get my hands on it i just really want what? to just to play it yeah yeah <laughs> 30 quid it's it's <laughs> done <laughs> yeah mark's like done let's get it going <laughs> um it's i've seen so much of it like and i've seen, I've seen a lot of the same stuff as well I just don't still quite understand the gameplay element of it. Yes. It, yeah. You understand where I'm coming from, right? It's it's it's, it's exploration. Yeah. Resource gathering. Uh, that's, but it's a bit of survival about... there as well, isn't there? Yeah. I guess it's it's got a bit of, encompasses a little bit of everything, doesn't it? But I've heard for some reason. People... Go on, sorry, Tom. So for some reason you have to get to the galactic core. But then apparently once you get there, there's a big story event happens. Which actually continues on from that, but that's supposed to be the end game sort of thing. It's just, I've seen a lot of people on the internet as well say pretty much the same thing that I've just said. Like, oh, I'm not sure. Then they played it and gone, it's not what you think. It's something absolutely amazing. It'll blow your mind. This is, yeah, this is the thing. And it's just, I, I believe them. I just don't see it, if you know what I mean. I just, like, I just, re- I just really want to get my hands on it. And there's a lot of curiosity with yeah. it, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, the only thing for me is I it's a bit sceptical that they're going to have it ready for June or summertime yeah. when it's... It, I think that's going to be a real challenge we to get it We haven't seen much from it in no. the last three months. Yeah, like. I haven't really seen very much proper gameplay. Like they've shown different elements in different areas, but I haven't done sort of a... I don't know, even like a 20-minute video of actually, you know, what's what's happening. No, but maybe that's why, sense. like, Roger's got that feeling of, like, I need to get hold of it because they've sort of drip-fed you little bits, but they've gone, ha <laughs> a long time. Yeah. And the other thing is, it would be interesting to see because I'm looking at like, the point of view and how it's first person, uh, space and down on planets and things like that. It would be interesting to think, would it be compatible with PlayStation VR? Because it has that similar sort of idea. Because it's has it been published by Sony or have they funded it? I think they there's some association with yeah, it. There's yeah, there's some sort of link between them. And obviously with PlayStation VR coming out at some point this year, which they haven't announced a release date as of yet, if I'm right... Um, that would be good if they actually released the PlayStation VR alongside No Man's Sky. Now, because then that, if that did happen, I'd be like PlayStation VR for definite. I'd get No Man's Sky. Brilliant. I've got something to play with it. Plus, there's, I think the are they doing Eve Valkyrie uh, free with it or alongside that coming out on PlayStation Four? Um, uh, yeah, that looks really good. That looks good. So Hopefully, that's coming out PS4 and will be with the PlayStation VR. That that would like certainly solidify for me. I'm like, yeah, I really want to play. It. I want to get my hands on it. But getting PlayStation VR as well, which would be compatible with the game, would be absolutely amazing. That would be thumbs up on that one. I'd be like definitely getting my uh, wallet out for that. But it's just I want to know more about it. I want to see. I want to get. I just want to have a go on the game, and I'm really curious to see how it plays out and how it works with other players as well. Yeah. Because it's like it's. I don't know whether you can group up or you can't group up. It's all very sort of... Can you drop into people's gate? You know, it's yeah. like... Spawn with them. Because it's such a vast... We're virus. still on about No Man's Sky. Yeah. 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 Um, they've said that there's going to be the standard gameplay career mode. Or story. Well, I don't know if you call it a story mode. You probably could. Where you're going to spawn randomly in this huge, huge galaxy. Um, and it's very, very unlikely that you'll even meet another player, let alone your friends. But they've also said they're going to do a, like a another sort of traditional multiplayer where you can sort of play with your friends. So it'll be like a separate mode. If that makes That's sense. good. I'm glad they've separated it as well. That's yeah, good. I guess. Yeah, that that would be. I just I just hope it, there is some form of element of that because the worst mm. thing I would like to drop in where like 
Oh, I had a really good time on No Man's Sky. Shame we can't play together. <laughs> like, well, I'll, I'll meet you at like such and such a place, I'm and it'll take three months to get there. I'm excited. You know, thank you. Wow, this is turning into Rogers. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I've seen it. <laughs> um, so the Metal Gear 2016. <laughs> Well, it would be better than probably Phantom Pain. That would be. <laughs> anyway, moving on to me. <laughs> hey. um, my anticipated game for 2016 is Firewatch. Um, it's the one that I first saw a trailer for at E3, and it just got my curiosity up. And me and Tom actually did a mm. uh, trailer discussion on AlwaysGamesTV.com, and. We it was it was intriguing. It was just something very unusual. Uh, the art style is kind of a cartoony esque style. It's first person, and again, I guess it is a little bit like No Man's Sky. We don't know a huge amount about it. Um, I'd like to get my hands on it, but the element of it is that you you going you basically the story is that you play as a guy who is just going through a uh, breakdown of his marriage, and you decide to just. Throw everything up and go, right, I'm going to take up a new job. And it becomes a fire watchman, which is a bit like a ranger for, like, in, like, Canada sort of thing. Keeps an eye on the forest and making sure there's no public going in with hazardous situation where they could end up, like, burning the forest down, basically, a.k.a. Firewatch. And you live in a tower, and then the nearest person you're in contact with is a woman who is, God knows how many miles and miles away in her tower, like, looking after her section of the forest and the wilderness, and the dialogue between you and her is literally just over the radio. It's so in-depth and has so much character and so much personality. And there's multiple choices you can make to respond to her. But it's the it way it's so delivered. Good. It does. It really does. Yeah. And it's the way it's delivered, the, um, the, the voice acting, is absolutely spot on. Even like, through the trailers, I've, I've just like, you can't help but just smirk because it's like, oh, yeah, I'd probably say that. And I'd probably say it in that way as well. And... It's kind of putting this element of a mystery in there as well. At least that's where they've gone with the trailer. Because, again, if you go on to uh, YouTube, you'll be able to see this. Uh, I'll drop it in the link, actually, in the description below for all the games that we discuss. Um, you, a section of it, you, I think probably one of the radio, one of the communications or electrical wires or whatever has been cut in the wilderness. And your character's walking up and he picks it up and he goes, oh, no, I found it. Yes, the wire's been totally cut through. And you hear the woman say over the radio, what you mean you're there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here at the wire. I thought you, well, are you back at your tower? And he's like, no. And she goes, well, who is? And obviously she's looking through her binoculars at your tower. And you then look at your tower and you're like, which is in the distance. Somebody is in your tower right now. And it's caught like element of light and it just then cuts off the trailer there. So it gives this element of a mystery of something's going on, nothing's quite as it seems, and it's a bit unusual, and your decisions of how you do th- situations affect the story as it goes along, and her reaction to you and other people's reaction towards you. It's a very isolated game, because I don't think, at least, even with the footage that we've seen, that you even interact with anybody else in any sort of really way. You you see people in the distance, um, and you shout at them and stuff like that, or call to them, but you, I've not actually seen any footage where you were stood directly in front of someone talking. The only real interaction you've got is through the lady on the radio. And it just gives that element of loneliness and seclusion, but also quite a lot of quite peaceful as well. It's it's an unusual one. Unusual <clears throat> one. Um, it's a very, very different sort of gameplay that I would usually go for. Like I, was, I honestly expected me to say Uncharted 4 was going to be my anticipated game for 2016, but everything they put out about Firewatch just intrigues me a little bit more and I have not got long to wait. It's literally coming out in four weeks. So and it's only coming out on PS4 and PC. So How much is it gonna be priced at, do you know? I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason I think it's not gonna be a full priced game. I don't know why. I think it no, I've be... got that feeling. I think thinking maybe I'm thinking a bit twenty five quid. Probably the, I'd probably say. Maybe, yeah. Maybe um like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, somewhere around those like until, until, until done, full price. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you was know. It? Yeah, it Ooh. shouldn't have been, but it was. Well, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Seven hours of gameplay. Uh, was just, it was expensive on PSN. It was just quite a bit. Is it 50 odd quid on PSN? It was. 50 pounds? 50? Yeah. 
Yeah, Roger, yeah, so re- really recommended me. I did, the I game, did recommend it. But you hadn't game. actually played the game. I had, I played about four <laughs> hours of it. Didn't realise oh, that's so you'd about pretty much like played the game then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like me saying go and play Beyond Two Souls. I've never Dude. played that. It's really good. Yeah. Really, I, yeah, Mark, isn't that a good game? I love it. I, I, it's awful though when you find out that he's the Green Goblin and yeah. then, you know, he flies off. It's, it's a shame. It's a spoiler. <laughs> I'd actually play this game if that was true. <laughs> like, yes. Um, so, yeah, so my anticipated game for 2016 is Firewatch, and I've only got this four weeks to wait, which is really looking forward to that. And, like I said, I, it's going to be one of those games where I think it's going to be word of mouth. I'm re- I think this game's got a lot of potential in it, and it would be. It doesn't seem to be promoted overly much either. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to it spread once people start playing and be like, listen, play this game, play this game. It's going to be really, really good. Um, so. Over to Tom Simpson. What is your anticipated game for 2016, sir? I mean, I've got two, but there is one main one. <laughs> so, <laughs> the lesser of the two is uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks footage, really cool. Which was shown at E3, the trailer. Okay. Yeah, it's like um, a cross between Far Cry, uh, The Division, which is also another Ubisoft game, which is also another sort of four player. I think it's four players, The Division, isn't it? That's another game I'm looking yes. forward to. Uh, so that's good to come out in 2016. Then, I think so. Yeah, we keep pushing uh, that. That's another one that keeps getting its sort of date pushed back a little bit further. Anyway, Ghost Recon Wildlands is a four-player cooperative uh, shooter, first-person shooter, um, and you're going around these. I think is it Mexico or somewhere? Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember where. Um, and you have to take out all these like drug lords, uh, you know. Uh, Cartel thugs and that sort of stuff, and you can do it in loads of different ways. You can go in stealthy, um, which should be fun, or you can go in and blow everything up, which should be also fun. And <laughs> basically, I don't know. It looks like a really, really good cop game. You can approach missions in different ways, can't you? And it'll affect That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but my main game I'm looking forward to is Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, because <gasps> you know I what? I had totally so... forgotten all about that. Yeah. I had totally forgotten about it, yeah. Just, just, there's only been like one trailer, but from that trailer, it looks so good. Just the way he presses the button and then it goes into hyperspace, whatever it's called. The worst thing is, I'm saying that I forgot about that. That's actually in the intro of this, this show. <laughs> ah. Nice. Yes. Well done, oh, Tom. <laughs> can't wait for that. <laughs> um, what information have they released on Mass Effect and Dramedy? Well, it's not Shepard anymore. It's a completely new character. I think it's set after the uh, relay network collapsed, so. I don't know if they've developed a hyperspace travel to come around that. I don't know. Um, but that's about it. I don't really know anything else. It's, it's, it's there's new. still a lot of information to be released. And I'm kind of thinking leading up to E3 and uh, E3 will find more information as it to progresses. To be honest, I'm not sure if it will be 2016. They could push yeah. it back. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess we haven't really seen, we've seen screenshots. Mm. Um, we've seen some uh, we, where the uh, the character stood facing away and then puts the arm um, thing and walks toward. That's about it. Touching a window. Well, it looks mm. like a big screen or a window, and he presses it, and then it goes into warp mm. speed. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that probably could creep uh, into 2017, actually. Um, yeah. But we don't that's know. Said, we, have, we have no idea. That's why I said Ghost Recon as well, because that looks awesome. So, anticipated games. Also. Oh. One last thing is, do you know The Division and Ghost Recon Wildlands? They're both mm-hmm. Ubisoft games. Do you think there'll be like special towers to reveal part of the map? Probably. <laughs> like Minus in Far Cry. Tower, uh, hack. Or, or the, uh, actually, club. what's it called? Prediction for 2016. I bet Watch Dogs 2 comes out. There is information on that, yeah. Put it up. That's my... That's my... Taking it. I bet it's going to come out Christmas 2016. I reckon November. Yeah, like it, Mark. Oh, there's Battlefield 6 coming out as well. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of games coming out. We've got a lot there's of a lot games to look um, Ones we haven't mentioned, obviously, was uh, Uncharted 4. Um, not trying, not said Street that, Fighter 5. Street Fighter 5. Doom. Doom would really, be really good. It would be like taking me back to my childhood a little bit. Like, kicking it back. I know it's like a easy shooter, but... I think it that'd looks be really like, good uh, fun. Doom looks like one of those sort of games where if you had a really bad freaking day at work, it's like, you know what? <laughs> These aliens are going to fucking take it. <laughs> like, well. uh, is Dwayne Johnson in this one, though? Oh, Got to be. Surely. Voice. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like... 
um, Liberal, <coughs> like, with the first person she was with, like, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein was such a good game. Mm. Yeah, it's such a good game. Oh. You see elements of that sort of being pulled into Doom. Like, when I watched the trailer from E3 of Doom, uh, check out Man Tom's discussion of the trailer on AlwaysGamesTV.com. It's kind of, it's, it just like, you can sort of recognise it straight away that they're using similar mechanics, and it just, it's just fucking brutal. It's just like, someone just grabs hold of one of the mountains, rips it, it's like, oh. <laughs> like, it's gory as hell, yeah. but it's going to look so, so good. Um, but no, so there's a lot to look forward to in 2016. Uh, any predictions for 2016? Anything that you think, uh, mine is Watch Dogs 2, the late end I'm of the gonna... year. Be uh, very poor at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that one as well. Any predictions for 2016, Mark? Dark Souls Three will have DLC. Oh, that's the game I'm not looking forward to. Yes, you are. We'll get you on there. Dark Souls One was a struggle. Dark Souls Two was a chore. <laughs> and Dark Souls Three, well, Bloodborne was a menace. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'll, Do you think I'll Star Citizen might be out? Ah, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah. But it's in Version kind one. of alpha. Hey, it's really good at the moment. It's not very big, but it's good. <laughs> See, the thing is, I've discussed this with you, Tom, many a time when we've had our moments, and I... It just not... It, it's going to be an amazing game, okay? It's going to be amazing. But it just released the damn game! It's like, it's like oh, we have now reached 90 but million! Th- like, there is uh, a playable... You can play it now. I know there's a version to play, but I won't, I won't get it until version 1's released. I want the, the overall game experience. To be fair, you can't expect them to make a whole game like that in two years. <laughs> Is it only been two years? Because it feels like it's been longer than that. Yeah, it's, It might have been, but it feels about two. I think oh, it's about two I'm sure two years is when I originally like kickstarted it. Or at least that's game, when it was around. For a game that size, it's going to take a lot longer. It just annoyed me because they keep going with, like, if we reach 85 and if we reach 9, it will introduce a whole new language of Flat aliens. Pets. And, like, <laughs> and you go, well, how, how do you just, just put that money off to one side and then just focus on the game at the moment, release that as a boxed product, and then add that in later on? And it's like, no. Now, if we, if you, if you, if we get this amount, we'll introduce. More space. I don't think they've done that for over a year. The Kickstarter ended like ages ago. But they're still, the, the thing's still going up. Yeah, I know people still donate, but they haven't sort of revealed any more features. Have they? Uh, right. It just annoyed me. After a while, I was hearing the, on news and stuff. I was just like, just, okay. just go quiet. Just go quiet on the game. Just focus on it and release it. Can't you buy certain ships on it for a lot of real money? Oh, yeah, you can spend like, is it 30 grand or something stupid? Yeah, yeah, I knew you would. Luke's face but... just sums it up. Wow, yeah, that is really stupid. I can't wait. It's going to be an amazing game. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like knocking the game or the developers in any way, shape, or form. This game is going to be absolutely immense. It's going to be so in depth, so mu- it's like it's going to be so just unbelievable. Like the the size of it and the complexity of it makes, but it's, it's going to make space engineers look like a noob game. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't play that game terribly. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's, it, it's going to be fantastic. Just release the game. You know, it's just focus on Another that. problem is you might need a new PC to play it as well. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I, that, that's my frustration with, with that. I don't know, I, I, I mean, you, Tom, have like, I've discussed it and disagreed on it. On numerous situations with Starcism, but you, and you are right, yeah, like the, they are getting it out now, but it's just it's just gone on for too long. It just needs to release. It's a bit like No Man's Sky, admittedly. They've been on about it for so long. Mm. Just release the game now. It, it, we've, we, people, the, let's the hype is there. People are excited for it, but if you leave it for too long, people just be like, oh, yeah, it came out, and they'll just move on and move on to other things. God, I've been really freaking negative, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I like video games. <laughs> it makes me look really optimistic, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I give 10 out of 10s at this rate. <laughs> um, I feel like actually, I'm approaching 2016 with a really like cynical mind. I'm like... I've got oh. another prediction to make. Go on. We're going to hear at least about one Star Wars game. A decent one, hopefully. The prediction E3. Mm. You see, maybe that um, game from the, uh, the writer from Uncharted and mm. uh, went up from Moscow, went over to... And then now... I just want them to make Grand Theft Auto Boba Fett. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> I'd play that. That'd be cool. 
Um, but you know, we'll probably see something. I'm sure it's an open world esque Star Wars game, so we'll probably hear about that hopefully at E3 this year. I did hear rumours that they might potentially do um, the Old Republic free because they had that planned, but then they didn't do it. You know, like so the not sorry, Knights of the Old Republic free. Right, I would say because the, the Old That's Republic came most gone free to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do, what redo Knights of the Old Republic? Or... No, like do do a third one. So there's one and two, but potentially just do a brand new one, which would be you know. <laughs> <laughs> That sums it up. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my god! I need god, to play yes. the first two. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, you do. They haven't, they haven't aged well graphically, but the stories are absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us have aged uh, amazingly graphically, but anyway, <laughs> my realistic hair effects have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for my V-sync. <laughs> what? So you didn't opt in for the uh, Tress effect? I didn't know. I, I couldn't handle it. I've, I didn't get the the updated version. I'm just you know. I got it. I got it. Like, it's it's like, too raider. Like... <laughs> yeah, oh, Nvidia are shipping that game, even though they don't have the uh, AMD Tress effects. Or was it the other way around? The AMD shipping it, and they don't have the Tress effects. Yeah, because Nvidia did the Tress effects. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, it's AMD that's shipping it then, even though they don't have that. Anyway, there was a big thing in the news about it. I can't remember what, but it didn't matter. <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps up the first Always Games TV show of 2016. And we never released one for 2015, so... <laughs> Jump over that one. Um, but no, thank you very much for this, uh, for joining me, guys. Uh, Luke Gocha, you're an absolute star. Thank you. And you're less <laughs> from me. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> This is actually like no use to our iTunes podcast listeners, but I'm presently yeah now on uh, big screen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> trying to grope him or something. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Simpson, oh, no. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we can follow you on Twitter at Outcast Reaver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you're occasionally on there. I keep seeing you tag me on certain things where it's usually like funny news things, and you're like, "Oh, did you check this out?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw a lightsaber mug. Never mind. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Mark Stevens, thank you so much once again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we can check you out at Tremendous Mark, mm-hmm. and you can check me out on the old Twitterverse at the Keykeeper, and you can check everything that we do at www.alwaysgamestv.com. If you're listening on iTunes uh, for our podcast, please leave a review because we haven't got one. That'd be really good. That'd be really nice. Uh, anything like that would be great. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, which is forward slash Always Games TV, Facebook forward slash Always Games TV, and don't forget to subscribe and like us on our YouTube channel, YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Always Games TV. If, if you have any questions, for future episodes of the Always Games TV show, you can leave a comment below this video on the YouTube channel or send us an email at zztvfeedback at hotmail.com. And we will read out your question and discuss it on the show. So, thank you very much, guys, and we will hopefully see you very, very, very soon. In Not 2018. a year <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> see you next year, guys.